0: You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast, second episode of the year. I'm glad to have you with me, and today I'm glad to have Corey Jenkins with me. Hey, welcome, Corey. Thanks, Ben. So, church family, as we listen to today's episode of the podcast, I just want to give you a little bit of an update in student ministry. But let me take uh, let me take just a few seconds to make sure that our listeners know Corey, because some of them might not. So, Corey Jenkins is currently our interim student minister, doing a tremendous job. I got two kids in the youth ministry, so I get to see our student ministry from two angles: as a parent and as a pastor. Uh, Corey has been working with Jeremy Stroh for years in student ministry. But in November, he became our full-time frontline guy. So he's the man. All right, Corey, if you will, take a minute. Remind me, how long have you been at Carterville?
1: Uh, this May will be three years working Yeah, um, on staff. Probably a year, so a total of four years yeah. probably this May.
0: So you, you came in as a worshiper, then mm-hmm. you became an intern, and then you became promoted to an associate, yep. and now you're you're the dude. Yep. All right. Well, it's been neat to watch your journey. Man, I love the way you love on our kids. That's just uh, that's a part of your DNA that I really appreciate. Thanks for making making uh, my kids feel special and everybody's kids feel special and going out of your way mm-hmm. to be, be very relatable and personal. Mm-hmm. Let's take a minute to review um, something that happened in December. So I ask you if we could just have kind of a, a catch-up on student ministry, especially like our our extreme trip. We just got home from a trip to Gatlinburg. What's the 32nd version of of what that trip is about and why we do it, just so that the listeners on this episode of the podcast will have a little bit of context.
1: Yeah, so extremes' purpose, and this is on their website, is that they want to see students move forward in their relationship with Christ, which is kind of the same thing that I, as a youth pastor, and really as a church, we want to see in our students. We want them to own the identity of going forward in Christ as a disciple of Christ um, and making disciples of Christ at school extracurricular activities at home, wherever, at job, wherever. Um, So Extreme gives us the opportunity to kind of lean into scripture from the preaching of uh, many of the speakers of scripture and really just a time for us to, as a youth group, hang out in Gatlinburg and community with one another to just remind ourselves, hey, our identity is not found in being the most handsome, being the best athletic, um, most prettiest or whatever, most followers on social media. But our identity and the ownership that we're taking into and pouring our lives into is being disciples of Christ.
0: Good word. Uh, it's always a fun trip. A lot of memories are made. A little bit of community is built. You know, get to mm-hmm. take an extra step with some relationships. Kind of. Hey, a fun fact here. Um, Extreme was, like 21 years ago, Extreme was like the first thing I did with our with the youth crew. Yeah. yeah. I got on the I got on the bus with Jim Kane, my predecessor. When we got on mm-hmm. the bus, he was in charge and how was his sidekick. When we got off the bus, he was gone and I was the youth minister. <laughs> uh, that was kind of our last step of our transition. Uh, that was December of two thousand. So mm-hmm. anyway, kind of a kind of a fun fun thing. Some of the kids obviously the kids who were kids on that trip are now grown ups raising their kids, some of them still at Cardville. Kinda of fun. All right, well, let's talk about the trip. Um, What were some of the highlights for you, some of the things that were passed along to our students? Um, I would love to let parents and just the rest of us, as we eavesdrop, to have the opportunity to to hear a little bit of what was shared, a little bit of what happened at the trip. So as the youth minister, what are the highlights for you? What are some of the things you'd pass along to our church?
1: Highlights, um, you know, first, of course, all the bands that played. It was great to... You know that's why our students are really excited. They love extreme because they get to um, hear concerts performed by well-known Christian artists, and so not only concert, but really just some of them are really worshipful as yeah. well. Can I tell you that Lin-
0: Lindsay and I have different styles of music, which she is much more like. She's more musical mm-hmm. now, but she was uh, she was not excited about this year's lineup. And look, yeah. and of course, I honestly full disclosure usually half of the bands, I don't even know who they are. <laughs> but, uh, but I loved them this year, man. They did phenomenal.
1: Yeah. I thought the bands this year were all, like I even liked them. So yeah. that's a big deal. I thought they were good. Yeah. Um, so of course, that's a highlight. Um, we really got some really good speakers this year. Um, <clears throat> Tom Richter did a really good job. He went through First Timothy. Um, and again, just emphasizing what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus, which is what, we want our students to encounter that question. What does it mean? What does it look like practically daily in their lives at school and elsewhere? Um, and so he did a good job of honing in to specifically believers who yeah. were at extreme, who said, I am struggling as a disciple of Jesus. And, you know, think about it for a student, you know, towards the end of the year, busy season of life, holidays and all that, for all of us, it can be a really... Um, hard time in that season to be a disciple of Jesus well. And so I thought it was appropriate um, for a time to just hit on and emphasize, man, I'm a disciple in the room, but I'm struggling. So was that the
0: sermon? I think it was. Was that the sermon? Uh, it was First Timothy 4, 7, Train Yourself in Godliness? Yeah. yeah. He made some of the—like, his, his illustrations were tremendous, but, man, his yeah. main point for that, I think that's worth the whole church hearing. Like, I'll, my memory of it is— you know, he said he, I think he, he was growing in the Lord a lot and he would wanted to be faithful to God and he would go and listen to a sermon from somebody that mm-hmm. was, you know, the sermon would start, hey, do you want to know how to have faith when you, when your faith is faltering? And yes. he would think, yes, I do. And he would say, well, just have faith. <laughs> and the thing that stands out is in the sermons, you know, he would write in the journal of his, in his journal's notebook when he's listening to these preachers that were talking about, you know, Mm -hmm. do you want to know how to be bold in your faith? Do you want to know how to be a witness? And he kept thinking, you know, my Christian life is these mountaintops and valleys. I want to know how to grow. He kept writing in the corner of his journal, these three letters, you know, Y, B, H. And that stood for yes, but how. Mm -hmm. And so he was this young Christian that kept saying, I want those things, but I don't know how, like, Mm -hmm. what do I do? And, uh, the thing that like, made so much sense is he was reading Paul's letter to Timothy and he said, train yourself in godliness. And he talked to our students about what it would be like for them to start training daily in godliness. And because that's going to be the difference maker. That's what's going to help them take these next steps and get off of the roller coaster of up and downs Mm -hmm. is if if they train. You and I are recording this. Um, the day after the college national championship game, did you watch last night? I did. Okay, I watched half. and went over to my in-laws. I don't. Uh, I don't have. I don't have ESPN. Mm-hmm. Like we, we don't watch much TV. So I had to go watch it. Uh, I watched the first half on the in-laws and kept up with the rest of it on my phone. But uh, Georgia won. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, i got a lot of Alabama fans in the church. I love you guys. Hey, man, listen, see you next year. You'll be back next year, right? Yeah. Uh, you're an LSU fan. You might feel differently. Yeah. But uh, one of his best illustrations, I loved it. I was sitting beside Ryan Poole, who's you know, a running back on the football team. So I'm, you know, I'm listening to this, sitting by Ryan, thinking how much sense this makes. He was talking about, you know, what if we didn't train for things? Like mm. A lot of people don't train at all for their Christian life. You know, they just, they just say, I'm going to try harder or I'm going to do better. Uh, Tomorrow will be different, but they're not taking any steps to discipline their body. They're not training in godliness. They're not praying. They're not reading scripture. They're not trying to obey the word. They're not trying to obey God. They're not taking those hard next steps that God tells them to take. They're not training. And so here was his illustration that made sense. It's a football illustration. He said, what if, you know, what if the football coach walked in, new coach, new year, Walked in, got the team together, and said, guys, I'm super excited about our strategy this year. You know, let's take a look at the schedule, put the schedule up on the wall. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, we got our hometown rivals coming in right this this week. It's going to be a big game. Yep. District starts here. Um, guys, i got a totally new game plan. This is going to work. You're going to love it. And all the kids are fired up, and they're looking at the coach going, we got it, let's do it, what's the plan, what's the plan? And he said, all right, this summer, when you're normally in there, you know, lifting weights and running sprints, you're not going to be. Don't worry about it. Stay home. Don't come. Don't lift. Don't run. No work. No worries. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Have a good summer. And they kind of looked. And he said, you know how after school, every day after school, you guys have to hustle over here, drop your book bags, get changed, go out there and run plays mm-hmm. all day? We're not doing that. I'm not going to waste your time on all that. Do whatever you want to do. But come game time. When we show up for Friday nights, we're going to be psyched out of our mind. We're going to try harder, guys, and we're going to win. And every kid in the locker room would look at the coach and think, You're nuts. Yep. And his point was that's exactly how we live our Christian life. Mm. We don't train, we don't do that. We don't, the daily repetitions of loving God, loving our neighbor, practicing mm. God's presence, worshiping, praying, giving, you know, we, we're not doing that. And it's no wonder we're stuck on this roller coaster of peaks and valleys. Yep, that was the sermon that spoke to me the most. Yeah, like at extreme. Yep. So, any other um, any other big takeaways? Anything that's kind of lodged in your memory? Like any
1: fruit that you saw? Yeah, we had um, a couple students. You know, the last the last night had an opportunity to respond to the gospel, and had about three students that um, two of them wanted to know more about the Gospel and surrender our lives to Christ, um another one just having some conversations about salvation, yeah um, and so we're we're having conversations these next couple of weeks, meeting with them one on one talking more about the decision that they made and the next steps to following Jesus, but yeah, definitely, the Lord did good work in the lives of our students at extreme,
0: so. Man, that's awesome. well, I appreciate the effort I know you and I had a couple of conversations about how uh yeah. This was the first year where you were totally in charge, right? Yep. Normally Stroh yep. is in charge and you're helping. You're the number two guy. Yep. And, uh, we had a couple of conversations about how different it is mm-hmm. to be the guy who sure. feels feels the responsibility for, sure. for all yeah. this. Well, I just want to tell you, thanks for being that guy. You know, thanks for taking my kids. Thanks for taking our church. Um, you did a good job. We enjoyed the trip. All right. Well, Corey, um, man, we want to encourage you as you lead our students, I guess I would encourage families man now's a great time to get plugged into student ministry 6 o'clock on Wednesday nights in the fellowship hall Uh, you guys have some pizza and fries before that Um, things
1: what are you teaching right now Uh, Wednesday tomorrow we'll start um, gospel series so the good news we all need to hear
0: so So. it is tomorrow for you and I while we're recording it will be tonight for everybody who's listening so come out and hear what Corey's preaching Corey thanks man appreciate you
1: Thanks.